Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. From the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio, it's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. She lives in Texas, even though it's Ole Miss Eve, it's the Rebel Walk. She resides in her home, which is Texas, not far from actually A&M. But Evie, just being in that massive state, what was it like yesterday when the news hit about Texas and Oklahoma coming a year early? Oh, well, pretty pretty interesting. Um, I think Aggie's. It's funny to me. I think most Aggies are are not thrilled about this development. <laughs> you know, I think. <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> wonder why. I'll never forget when I was at uh, SEC Media Days when they announced that the expansion was going to take place, and former Ole Miss athletic director Ross Bjork who is the athletic director at A&M, was not happy being uh, basically blindsided by that news. Uh, he had not been involved, I guess, or informed that that might be coming. So uh, I, I, I think they're getting more used to it, but I think they, the Aggies definitely enjoyed their time in the SEC uh, without, without Texas. So it's going to be interesting. Here's an analogy. You get a divorce – and it's over. It's long over. You never have to worry about it again. And then you hear 10 years later, they're moving back in the same house. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. So we, we've got this, yeah, we've got this little theme of divorce going on right now, don't we? And reconciliation today. I didn't plan that. I promise you. That was not what I was thinking about when we well, pulled into brilliant. the. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyways. Ole Miss Evie with us, the Rebel Walk. And, yeah, if you missed the news, and it was everywhere later yesterday, Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in the SEC in 24, not 25, when their media rights agreement would have elapsed. And it's $100 bucks total, $50 million apiece, which is more doable than 85. And, frankly, this new commissioner – of the Big 12, and he hadn't really been there very long, but Evie, I'm kind of impressed. 
Oh, boy, I know. Brett Yormark, I, I agree with you. Um, it's interesting that number, the basically the $50 million a piece now, uh, that they're going to have to pay their exit fee. It's so funny because yesterday it came out that the amount distributed from the SEC conference office, excluding bowl expenses, to each of the SEC league schools was about $49.9 million per school. So there's about $50 million, you know, right there. So that just kind of struck me. That that's an awfully big number. But, yeah, definitely I think uh, it's going to be interesting to find out kind of in the future what your Mark's role has been because you're right. He's, he's made some really good moves so far. Jeff, too, has a theory. He texted me last night, and that is in 24 <laughs> when we get the new schedules that with Arch Manning, perhaps, and maybe likely the quarterback by that time in Austin, that Texas will have Ole Miss and Tennessee on the schedule. Yes, I, I heard you in the first hour talk about that, and I think that's a really uh, a valid point by Jeff. I mean, I'm with you. I think that uh, the powers that be that schedule these things, I can absolutely see that playing into the mix. So it's going to be really interesting, you know, now that we know when they're coming, um, the scheduling now, that really, that all that ramps up. And I think that the, the AD's annual meeting, I think, is going to be, what, in March? That's the the uh, meetings in Florida. So those are going to be really interesting. So I'm, I'm eager to see, but I absolutely agree with Jeff. I would not at all be surprised to see Texas on the schedule of Tennessee and Ole Miss. L dog in Peachtree city. And I know you saw this posted what someone projected as the permanent opponents and for Ole Miss, and we don't have these from the league office yet, but this is an estimation, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and LSU, which makes sense if that's, if that's accurate. Yeah, it does. You know, I think last spring the league narrowed down. There, were, you know, there was something crazy like 30 scheduling models, and they narrowed it down to two divisionless formats. And I think one of them was the 1-7 model where there's an eight-game format where you play one permanent opponent and seven rotating, and then the nine-game format where they play three permanent opponents and six rotating. And that's what this looks to be. And I absolutely could see state, state LSU and Arkansas is who I've been hearing really for about the past year as Ole Miss's permanent opponents, and that would make a lot of sense. Ole Miss EV with us. Okay, in, in rock and roll metaphor terms, you'll know what I mean here in a second, have Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, okay. and Walker Howard had their first fight yet? <laughs> um, I don't think they've had their first <laughs> fight yet they're they're probably eyeing each other in the weight room you know they're all they've been in the weight room and um i can hardly wait i I really and truly can't think to think back to when i was anticipating uh getting to watch a spring practice as much Ole miss starts march 21st and i can tell you now that every Ole miss beat writer that i know of is planning on even when because you know spring is kind of spring and you know, I mean, you don't get to see that much, but everybody wants to be out there to see what's happening with those three quarterbacks. 
Lane Kiffin is not going to allow the media to trap him, though, this spring yeah. into that conversation, though, right? God, There's no, no way. No, and, you know, I mean, look at what happened last season with Luke Altmeyer. I mean, we did not know in the spring. We didn't even know in the fall. At the end of fall camp, we didn't know who the, the starter at quarterback was officially. Um, and even went into the fall with the first four games, his plan was to alternate quarterbacks. And uh, so Dart start one, Altmeyer start one. And really, I think the only reason that didn't continue a little longer was Altmeyer was injured, got a shoulder injury in, in the game he played in. So, yeah, no, that is one thing. Lane will not allow the media to, to trap or trick him into making any statements at all. And he usually has his players pretty prepared, too. Because every player that comes out there for the media interviews is asked every which way you can think of by every media writer to try and get him to slip and talk about what quarterback uh, is going to be the starter. And they never do. I was really impressed with that last year. Now, this is an off-the-beaten-path question. Sam Dog in Middle Georgia. Ask Evie, what's the worst weather game she's been to? Oh, you know, it's funny. I think I was thinking about this because, you know, there's talk about, you know, nowadays it's easier for fans to stay home. You know, they get the big screen and be on your couch with your refreshments. And I recall now I grew up in Texas and uh, was was an an Aggie for for most of my life. And I recall an A&M game that I took my son, who was six years old at the time, and at A&M, you don't leave games. You're, you, it is frowned upon. You must stay until the final seconds tick off the clock. And, or, or you're just chided by everyone. So there I am with my six-year-old son at the game. My daughter didn't go. And at one point, it's sleeting. It's, I, I, it's so cold. And at one point, my six-year-old looks up and says, Mommy, I can't feel my toes. It's that bad. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. you know. So that was probably the, the worst game, and that would have been about 1990, uh, an A&M game. But, yeah, sleet. It was, it was something else. Jeff Chu tweets, Oh Miss Evie, not only will Texas – Ironically, perhaps play Ole Miss and Tennessee in 24, Arch Manning. But since it's projected that A&M is going to be one of the permanent opponents, which you're right, there is no way they're happy about that, even though they probably know this. They'll probably get all three that first year, maybe. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't know I if that's so. possible, but yeah, I, I think that that could be possible. And you know, it's funny. There have been polls uh, in Texas for oh gosh, almost basically since A and M left for the SEC, asking Aggies, you know, do you want to do you want to play Texas uh, in a non-conference game? And I mean, overwhelmingly, no. No, we don't want to play. <laughs> so uh, that's been the that's been the general consensus of Aggies. So I think that they're fixing to find that that's going to be changing. Wow, that's that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I guess I guess the next question is. I'll just say this to polarize people: Will Jimbo even be coaching by the time we get to this? Ah, that's a really good question. I think. Um, you know, there were, there were, as you know, and we've talked about, you know, a lot of Aggies were not happy with 
last season's performance given the number one recruiting class and such and such. And so I think that this year is going to be really interesting. I do not think he can have a year like last year again this year and be there in 2024. I just, I think Aggies have unlimited money and I think that that money wouldn't be a problem buying him out if this year goes like last year. Ole Miss Evie, the Rebel Walk. Just back to the Rashada story. It came out that it was 500K. You and I have talked about this up front and then monthly payments, 200, 300,000. Does any collective in America have 13 million combined for everybody? For everybody. Um, I, I that's such a good question. I mean, I think there are a few there are a few schools that if you told me uh, A&M or Georgia, um, perhaps Alabama had that kind of money, I, I might would believe it. But for the rest of us, probably not. Evie, tell everybody how they can get your content. They can get it at therebelwalk.com, and they can follow us on Twitter at the Rebelwalk and at Ole Miss Evie. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. There she is. She is so good. She is so outstanding. Kevin Egan, when we come back. Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Monday, February 13th for the Valentine's Day date game in your college night with Austin P. as your Nashville Predators take on the Arizona Coyotes. Purchase your college night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights for a Preds and Austin P. co-branded hat. And don't miss the Thursday and Saturday games against the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. For your tickets, go to NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. Biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. Brett Powers checks in hour number three. We're here. We're at the Omni. Most of the time we're at the Wilco Kiosk, and I say Omni Nashville Hotel. People think we're there. We're not there every day. First Friday of the month, unless it gets moved. In the last two months, it's been moved because of bookings, things like that. But scheduling, it's usually the first Friday of every month. Alabama talk right here. Kevin Hagan joins us each and every Friday. And here we go. Here's Kevin. Not new news, but Kevin, your voice on the new coordinators. Yeah, Bill, I'm a much happier place than I was when we talked last Thursday. Uh, Alabama announcing, well, not officially announcing, but it's it's common knowledge. Uh, Tommy Reese coming in from Notre Dame to be the new offensive coordinator, uh, 30 years old, a bright young mind, uh, really, really excited about this hire. Uh, one of the things I like the most about it is he's going to have a much more, uh, quote, quote, traditional Alabama offense. Of course, Nick Saban has to say in what all we do, but uh, really excited about the Tommy Reese hiring. And then, of course, Kevin Steele coming back to be the defensive coordinator. I'm really excited about this hire. Um, Kevin Steele, he needed one more year. He's 64 years old, needed one more year working in the state of Alabama to get full Alabama retirement. Um, and what I really like about these hires is, is, is there are five points from last year um, that were the main issues for Coach Saban. And, and fans are going to hear me talk about this ad nauseum uh, on your show moving forward as we get ready for the season. And these were 
my contacts in the in the complex told me these were the five biggest issues that Bitnick said been in the butt last year. Number one is he had difficulty motivating players due to the NIL environment. Do I think these new coaching hires will help with that? You sure do. Practices had become very soft, less accountability. I mean, that was evidenced by the ridiculous number of penalties that Alabama had, uh, over 100 uh, missed tackles last year. Do I think that these two new coordinators, particularly Kevin Steele, will help make practices more players more accountable in practice? Absolutely. It was clearly the, 22, the 2022 team was clearly the worst coaching staff Nick Saban had at Alabama. I'd have told you a week ago that only three coaches on the staff, Robert Gillespie, Traveris Robinson, and Eric Wolford, were coaches that were current assistant coaches that had the potential to someday be a, a head coach. Well, we know Kevin Steele has been a head coach, and I think Tommy Reese is a future head coach. So we upgrade the coaching staff, absolutely. And finally, and this is a huge point, uh, Coach Saban had a staff of yes men last year. And, you know, two quick stories I told from the 2017 team. Uh, we were trailing at half at Mississippi State, and uh, Keith Hogan was having to fill in for an injured uh, Sean Dion Hamilton and Nick and, uh, Jeremy Pruitt pulled Nick Saban aside at halftime and said, listen, if we do not simplify this defense, we are not getting out of here alive. And Pruitt went ahead and did that, and we did get out of Starkville alive. And then in the second half of the national championship game against Georgia, if you'll remember, and no, everybody knows, no one loves Jalen Hurts more than me, but that was not his night. And if you remember at halftime, Nick Saban inserted Tua Tonga about, oh, well, I think it was, what, his second series, Tua threw an interception, and Saban wanted to go back to the experienced Jalen Hurts, and then off Offensive coordinator Brian Dayball told Nick Saban, you pull Tua, I'm dropping my headset and walking off the sidelines. That's what we need. We need coaches that aren't yes men. And Kevin Steele is the furthest thing from a yes man. So, Bill, those five points that I'm really looking at going into this year, those two coordinator hires help check a lot of those boxes for me, Bill. What do the new coordinators need to do first? Well, on the offensive side of the ball, I think Tommy Reese is going to be great for Ty Simpson, and I don't mean to throw Jalen Milrow under the bus, but I think he's going to be a great a great coordinator for Ty Simpson. Uh, it, it's absolutely awesome that Alabama got uh, C.J. Dupree, a transfer from Maryland. Uh, he's the shiny new toy for me on, on the offensive side of the ball, along with Malik Benson. Um, Tommy Reese loves to utilize the tight end, so that's a great move for C.J. Dupree. The offensive line should be improved this year, so I think that's going to help Tommy Reese. But the, the, the other thing, my at this point, the, the two wish list items for me is, I'll be real honest, I wish we had a different wide receiver coach. Not really in, in, impressed uh, with, with uh, Holman Wiggins there. We've got to get better on the drops, and I think that'll be a focal point for Tommy Rees moving forward. On the defensive side of the ball for Kevin Steele, I am really hoping that uh, a former Alabama All-American linebacker and new Texans coach, D'Amico Ryans, who is the greatest ambassador for the University of Alabama on the planet. He is very close friends with defensive line coach Freddie Roach. It's well-known fact I'm not a Freddie Roach fan by any stretch of the imagination, and I am hoping and praying that uh, he, D'Amico, ask his close friend to come join his staff with the Texans. I think that would solve a lot of my concerns at the de with the defensive line. Um, one of the first things that Kevin Steele is going to have to uh, deal with is the linebacker situation. Um, as bad of a uh, 
defensive coordinator as Pete Golding was, Nick Saban was very, very unhappy with the play of the inside linebacker room. He didn't feel like we were having development there. And that was Pete Golding's specific uh, position group. And, of course, it, it's it's ironic because uh, Kevin Steele was himself an inside linebacker at Furman and then at the University of Tennessee. Um, the reality is, and here's, and here's the analogy I keep using, people. Alabama's inside linebackers, Bill, for the last couple of years, they've been the matador. And they need to go back to being the bull, okay? And I think Kevin Steele uh, is going to be the coach to get the inside linebacker situation straightened out. I have some concerns uh, in the secondary. Um, it, it, it's not a hidden fact that Terion Arnold did not have a great season last year. I'm hoping he improves. We know what we've got with Kool-Aid McKinstry. But I look for Kevin Steele to work with Tavares Robinson. Uh, I have high hopes for Earl Little Jr. So, you know, you always have questions going into spring. But I'm a whole lot more excited about spring because of these two coordinator hires because I think they're people that are going to get it fixed. And I think it really, really helps. And I know this will sound crazy. I think it's great that on the defensive side of the ball that we have a veteran coach, 64-year-old Kevin Steele. On the offensive side of the ball, I think it's great that Tommy Reese is 30 years old and be able to connect with players. So I'm really, really excited about these two hires. Kevin Hagan talks Alabama with us every Friday right here in this slot. Anything new in recruiting? No, but, you know, Tommy Reese is, is known as a really great recruiter. We've had a number of former players talk about how Kevin Steele impacted their decision to come to Alabama. A number of the incoming members in our class have said that, you know, they were very impressed with Kevin Steele, who made them think about going to Auburn. So from a recruiting standpoint, and coordinators only do so much of the recruiting, uh, I think in the recruiting side, Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele are both excellent additions uh, when it comes to recruiting for Alabama. So I'll be excited to see their contributions moving forward here. No problems with the basketball team right now. Oh, my gosh. The basketball team is just unbelievable. Uh, huge win over the Florida Gators last night. Two tough games coming up. I know Auburn's on a two-game uh, losing streak. But, you know, Alabama is only uh, one in six in their last seven trips to the petting zoo. Um, and I look for Auburn to be a wounded animal on Saturday afternoon. Auburn desperately needs a win. So uh, let's hope that Nate Oates can get out of there with a victory. Because, you know, for Alabama right now, it's about winning the SEC. Alabama's 11-0 and for the first time, what, since 1955 in the, in, in the SEC. Uh, it's about getting that number one seed in the Birmingham region uh, to give Alabama the best possible chance to go to the Final Four in Houston and potentially win a national championship. And then on Wednesday night, it's off the Knoxville Thompson Bowling Arena. Kudos to the Vanderbilt Commodores uh, on the last second win last night against uh, Tennessee. Um, there again, at the Thompson Bowling Arena, Alabama's lost three of their last five times there. Uh, so I expect that to be a tough game Wednesday night. So if Alabama can, if, if Nate Oates can navigate those next two road games, if Alabama can win those, uh, Alabama basketball is going to be sitting in real tall cotton because right now we have a two-game lead over the Texas Aggies um, and a three-game lead over the Tennessee Volunteers. Kevin, as always, outstanding work. Thank you, my friend. Next next week, we'll talk a little baseball because uh, next Friday, Alabama opens the baseball season against the Richmond Spiders. I'm so excited for college baseball. All right, there you have it. Kevin Hagan with us each and every Friday. There's the latest. Nothing new there necessarily, but him giving you his thoughts on the coordinators. 
Not today's new news, but Tommy Reese and also my boy, Kevin Steele. Yeah, talk to Kev. Yeah, Kevin called me and uh, he said they're going to have to completely redo everything. It's a disaster over there. No, I'm kidding. That, that did not happen. I have not talked to Kevin. I thought I would get a little levity on the show there because everybody knows I've known Kevin since, I think, 1987. But I have not talked to him. That would be a lie. If I told you that, that would be a lie. That would be the host fabricating a story to this audience, which would not be the right thing to do. I would not do that. Brad, coming up. Hour number three. Brad Powers. I will be betting the Super Bowl. Yes. Now, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I already have my plans. I've got – Adam, tell me tell me if this works. I've got ribs, baby back ribs that are going to rec tech, and I've got brisket. So I've got brisket and ribs and the new oven that we had to buy because the brand-new oven that we bought kept acting up, so Michelle kicked it out. That's about two to 3000 in ovens the last week has an air fryer i've never had an air fryer do you have it it is it is everything people say it is we we air fried some seafood that georgia dog sent up here and uh but anyways i'm gonna air fry some fries to go with that and uh we're gonna have some queso with the super bowl but i'm gonna bet i don't know what i'm gonna do yet in the uh wagering department but to stay attached to the super bowl you know i'm a college guy so the super bowl doesn't mean much to me but i will bet something there i don't know if it's a side bet it's a prop bet i don't know what i'm gonna do i know brad likes kansas city is kansas city still getting one and a half i know brad likes that side of it I don't know about all the other items. Stephen in Hawkinsville. Bill, is this true? Texas, Oklahoma cleared to join the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you got to remember, people in this site, you got to remember, some people don't stay, can't stay attached all day, every day like, like we do. And maybe some don't know this story. It bears repeating. Even though it hit yesterday, it absolutely bears repeating. Texas and Oklahoma have agreed to pay a total, between the two of them, $100 million to get out of their Big 12 media rights, grant of rights agreement, a year early. It would have ended after the 24 season, but because of this money, they got the money right, y'all. The best way to describe this for everybody, if you just want to go plain English here, they made the money right. That fixes things, right? That, that, you make the money right, that fixes stuff. Well, they got it done. They have agreed to 50 milli apiece to come after this next season. So you'll have one more Texas OU in the Big 12 Football, basketball, baseball, all sports season. After, of course, we're still finishing up the 22-23 seasons with spring sports, basketball still, and then baseball, softball, all that this spring, track. Then you'll have another football, basketball, baseball, spring sports, spring of 24, and then that will be it. 
fall of 24, July 1 of 24, OU and Texas are no longer part of the Big 8, the Southwest Conference, the Big 12, or that region. They come over to the SEC. No, they don't move, but they become members of the Southeastern Conference. That was, I got to admit, I I wasn't so sure it would happen early. I I was a skeptic when it comes to that. Ags and Strohs. Bill, you have non-A&M folks on that you ask things about A&M, and the one who is right most of the time is Ole Miss Evie. By contrast, Blake is wrong nine out of ten times on his takes about A&M. Gig him. <laughs> well, I like Blake. Blake's outstanding. Ole Miss Evie's outstanding. They're both outstanding. Ole Miss Evie, you got to remember, Ole Miss Evie lives – I think about 20 minutes from A&M. She's got a big form over there, about 20 minutes. Old Miss Evie went to A&M. She's an alum there. Old Miss Evie knows that place inside and out. So, yeah, I mean, she hears about – she grew up an Aggie. She knows that place – like she knows her property, like she knows those snakes that she has to shoot from time to time when they try and get after the birds. Georgia dog down on the Emerald Coast. Georgia's past five top five matchups, Bill. They're 5-0. and oh. This dates back to 21. Michigan, 34-11. Alabama, 33-18. Tennessee, 27-13. Buckeyes, 42-41. TCU, 65-7. 5-0. It's not bad. Tell Kirby to pick it up a little bit. Maybe they can win a few games. Omni Nashville Hotel. Brad coming up. Top of hour three. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. 
F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagans. You can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say. If you get into the playoff enough, one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? They had a team we knew was good enough to get the divisional or conference rounds. And then you just catch lightning in a bottle or you have the two best games of your life and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. That's a good goal for the Titans. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Tag fat side up. Tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. Yeah, I was just talking to Adam. They shot that balloon over the ocean outside of Myrtle Beach, 12 miles off of Tom's porch, 12 miles off his rec tech, 12 miles off his pool. They shot that balloon out of the sky. Some jet fighter. And then Michelle tells me, hey, friend just called me and her daughter's husband in the military somewhere on the East Coast knows the guy who shot that balloon out of the sky. He's in the same. I, I don't know. Who he, I'm just telling you what they told me. <laughs> That's a badge of honor, man. That dude could tell that story 50 years from now, right? South Pacific Sooner, who listens to us from New Zealand, except he lives here now. Very interested to see what the 24 SEC schedule will look like. Yeah, I am too. You think we'll have that schedule by the SEC spring meetings down on the Emerald Coast at the Sandestin Hilton, which is always around Memorial Weekend? That's when it starts. 
Be interested to see that. Yes, I agree. Big 10 gets Southern Cal UCLA in 24. That syncs up. Playoffs, 12 teams in 24. That also syncs up. Not bad, man. Yeah, not bad at all. Josh in Picktown. He moved. I like Kevin Hagan, but the Iron Bowl is nothing like the game. Yeah, I'll see you guys kicking that around a lot. And I can say I'm an impartial observer, right? I love both those games. I go back to the 70s when you couldn't have a repeat Rose Bowl team from the Big Ten. Remember that rule? Remember they used to implement that rule? And I remember reporters stopping Woody Hayes one year to tell him they were getting in. Bo Schimbeckler, all of that. So I I go back to, obviously, the Bear and Auburn in the 70s. All of those years. I, I go way back. I am impartial here. Now, I'm from the South, so there may be some bias there, but I'm impartial. The Ohio State-Michigan game for a long stretch wasn't as – what's the word I'm trying to use? It did not have the same national meaning, impact, that Alabama and Auburn have had. Now, the Buckeyes have won and competed for natties. Michigan hasn't until recently, right? Michigan, long stretch since the last one in 97. Of In 06, you could say they competed for it because they were both undefeated playing that last game. But Ohio State's been a much more consistent program until the last two years when Michigan's been winning that game. So I think the Iron Bowl has had the edge through a long stretch. I think it's very debatable right now because, look, Michigan and Ohio State both got in. Alabama and Auburn aren't getting in together. Well, with 12 teams maybe someday. Auburn's got to pick it up many notches to get there, but that's possible someday. It's it's possible. But Michigan and Ohio State, they've taken their series because Michigan has made it a fair fight again, and they've come up. So in that debate, now we can debate which fan bases, plural, obsess over that matchup every day of the year, almost every hour of the day. I don't know that you could come to a conclusion there, right? I I think, look, I I hear Alabama and Auburn fans when nothing's going on, right? I mean, there's not any news. It's the non-playing portion of the season, and there's not somebody got in trouble or spring practice update or something like that. Just birds chirping and green grass and high tides out there, right? and they'll bring up something about the other team just out of nowhere. I hear Buckeye fans, Michigan fans, Bama and Auburn fans do that. 
probably equally. Now, again, I'm down here. I'm not up north where you would hear it more, right? I'm not. But I think I think it's a fair debate. I do. I think it's a fair fight, a fair debate. Gonna be gonna be interesting. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, we're still finding debris, and it's the beach, right? And what is that? Those are packets of are those food pack oh. I know what you <laughs> Time I fell for that. I'm not. <laughs> I fell for that until I looked at the picture up close. I thought that was legit. Some stuff there. <laughs> Tom, where'd you get that? Somebody's already run that one. Sammy, hey Bill, what do you see happening with the conference championship games with playoffs expanding? Uh, the SEC's not giving up theirs. I know that. That's. That's a, that's not even a negotiation point. I'd say you still play it. I mean, I don't, Big Ten's not going to get theirs up. I don't think it really matters because that game is not going to be a game on average that's going to say, okay, if you don't win this game, you don't get to go. It's going to be a less meaningful game, probably, some years. But the game ain't going anywhere. Omni Nashville Hotel. Brad in about 15 minutes. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. 
but hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King Show. Of course, you know what kicks in right after recruiting. And it accelerates. And that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens. But if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. happens anywhere in college sports the bill king show will be there to bring you the facts is that's widespread panic right there they don't know georgia speaking of georgia radio stations down there bill shanks a good friend very underrated band very underrated a lot of people if if you went on the streets and just said have you heard of widespread panic i'm saying less than five out of ten would say yes and I don't know why. I can't tell you. That's not my world, so I probably wouldn't know. There was some talk or questions. What was it, Mike the Mad Dog? Do you think they'll move the schedule to no divisions in the SEC this year? No, I think it's way too late for that, and you don't need to. Everything's in place. I don't know why he would start splitting hairs over that right now. Go ahead and play what's in place. And then in 24, obviously, you have to make the change because you have the two new teams coming in. That's when you start with the permanent teams and the new schedule and the non-divisions and and all of that. That's when that will happen in 24. I brought it up. I'm wondering, would they have that? I'm sure they've been working behind the scenes, whether it's 24 or 25. They have models in place that they can pick from I'm just wondering, by the time we get to the spring meetings in San Destin, do you think we'll have those available? Now, 
L-Dog posted this earlier, and there have been various projections. So don't take this as gospel. This is just an estimate. Alabama they have as the three permanent opponents. Auburn, Tennessee, okay, got you there. Mississippi State. I think the goal here is two tough ones and not so tough. Arkansas, they have Ole Miss, Missouri, Texas. Florida, Georgia, Auburn, South Carolina. You know what would be fun is to go through these and then pick out which is the toughest one as we sit here today. Obviously, that can change with teams up and down, but what would be the toughest one? For A&M, they have Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State. For Texas, they have A&M, Oklahoma, Arkansas. That's not easy right there. For Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. Let me put it this way. If you're Tennessee, you take that every day. And then three times on Sunday. And Kentucky's been pretty good, but still, you take that. South Carolina, they have Georgia, Kentucky, Florida. That's pretty tough right there. That could be that could be really tough for Georgia, Auburn, Florida, South Carolina. Does it really? If you're Georgia, what difference does it make? <laughs> Is there any other team in the league where it really doesn't matter who your permanent opponents are, at least where you're sitting right now? Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, South Carolina. If you're Kentucky, you take that every day. Right? LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Oklahoma. That is tough. That might be the hardest one I've seen. Oklahoma, they have Texas, Missouri, LSU. That's tough. But back to LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, and Oklahoma. That might be the most difficult one I've seen. And again, these are simply projections. This is not the law of the land. This is just a projection, even though a lot of these make sense. Some of these may be right. Could be. Who knows? Tennessee, again, they've got Alabama. That one stays forever, right? Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Ole Miss has Mississippi State, Arkansas, and LSU. So take that for what it is worth. Don't know if any of that matches up or not. Probably somewhat. Savannah, Blue Blood. I'd say widespread panic is properly rated. You have to be a certain kind of person to like them. Not my taste. That's from a Georgia guy, Savannah Blue Blood. I'm not sure where they're rated, but I think think they're underrated. Brad Powers, go ahead. Tom has already posted a question. You're not front-loading if you want to go ahead and send a question in. Oh, fantastic day for me yesterday, Adam, in the options market. And I'm mad because it's down again, and I was thinking about shorting it, and I didn't. I had spy at the open times three, and then I bought it again the last hour and took a little nibble there. 
but spy down pre-market to 405. I sold it at 415 yesterday. It's 405 right here. You, you quit the options game. Is that right? After COVID, right? A little bit. All right, we'll take the break. Brad coming up. Post your questions. 